0: It's the Daily Talk Show, episode 715, and this is a very special episode. It's a two-parter. To start with, we've got Pete Murray, and this was probably the highlight of the 24-hour show. Uh, The Gronks got to share an incredible moment when Pete played his song, Opportunity, for us. Uh, It's it's something that we'll remember forever. Then after that, we've got Hamish Blake and his cat, Meowbit. Pete Murray is in the building.
1: (laughs) Mate, welcome. Thank you
2: how so many, much how
3: for many, uh, coming on the show, mate. How many live streams have you done like this before?
2: I've just done a couple on Instagram. Uh, nothing on Zoom, so you guys are first ones.
3: Okay, great.
1: Mate, this is amazing. I, I could imagine you've been in quite a few green rooms over your time. Can you give us a sort of rundown of what the experience was like before you entered this? That's our version of a green room. Yeah, Charles, what
3: was the experience? Yeah. Just review on Charles. Red
2: um, what have you guys been to a lot of other green rooms? I've just thought I'd ask you that question first to see what
3: you're. Oh, oh no! Nah, look, I we, we once went to the. Room. We went to the. Um, we did a for the um, the fires. We did something at the ESPY in Melbourne. It was the first okay. time we ever got sort of the green room experience, and we were well, enjoying it. We took it advantage, so, Pete. Yeah, we took
1: advantage.
3: Did Probably you? Uh,
2: did you draw? Did you draw a penis on the wall? It's pretty much most people draw a penis on the wall.
3: I thought that was a Pete Murray thing. Like, are you? Is, is, that, a, is that an industry thing?
2: That's pretty much. I don't. Yeah, it seems to be an industry thing. I don't know why. I mean, I'm not saying that I do that, but every every green room that I've been to has a penis and, and a, a set of balls on the wall. So, um, and uh, there's quite a few that have lots of those on the wall. So, um, I just that seems to be the uh, you know, especially for the uh, you know. For the for the grungy scene, when you when you uh, first starting off and you're playing some of the smaller rooms, that's kind of pretty standard.
3: Yeah, um,
1: Pete, uh, I know you were involved in some bushfire relief fundraisers. How much cash did you help raise amongst your your colleagues?
2: Uh, with the uh, the latest relief, guys, it's um, uh, nine million or something like that. Wow.
3: That's outrageous! Oh, wow. That's so good.
2: Yeah. I one ages ago, the tsunami, which is 2004, that might have been, the SCG. And once again, they probably raised, uh, I think, you know, um, six or seven million, I think, for that. That was um, back then, you know, Mid- Midnight Oil were playing, was with Powderfinger, uh, Missy Higgins, John Butler. Uh, it was kind of when I first kicked off. And um, so it was really great to be part of that. Um, Heath Ledger was over there for it as well. So I got to meet Heath. Um, it was, you know... Yeah.
3: What is your favorite venue in Australia to play at?
2: Oh, you know, um, they, well, you've got indoors and you got outdoor venues. So mm-hmm. the um, outdoors are always fun, you know. Uh, I had a, there was a little, a little venue in, um, in Melbourne and for the life of me, I can't think of what it's called now. It's on Nicholson Street uh i think it's closed down but it had it basically had um it would you know fit 100 people and when i first moved to melbourne to play these shows i'm so sorry guys i just can't think of the thing what it's called That's but right. uh i um used to go there and play to you know uh, 20 people and uh that was a good crowd for me so when things started blowing up i went um went back and i would do actually just a couple of secret shows at this this little venue that had like the red velvet curtains and. You know, just a couple little tables in the room and a couple little candles, and it was just a beautiful spot. Um, that. that was kind of like What's... my, my little spot to play live. You know, indoors, outdoors. Uh, there's many places. Um, I feel like
3: I saw I mean, you um, perform years ago at like um, the Melbourne Zoo or something like that. I remember like there was like a twilight like uh, show, which was awesome. Um, yeah, the outdoor ones. Around-
2: yeah. Anything around sunset's fantastic. You know, you just yeah. got that great mood, and your sunsets going down. And it's just like it's incredible. You know, um, you have done it. We did a, a zoo show in um, in Sydney, uh, that's stronger, mm. and that was pretty amazing because you've got the, you know, that that um, real estate there is incredible. You've got the backdrop mm. is Sydney Harbour Bridge, and then you've got Sydney. It's, it's a really amazing place. So that's probably, yeah, it would be one of the top spots to play. Yeah.
1: In terms of your sort of uh, – I could imagine you kind of bringing the same energy to each show, but when you have less in the crowd, say so you got 20 people, what's the difference between 20 and a 20,000 in terms of your experience as a performer?
2: Uh, sometimes 20 people is more intimidating because they're so close to you, they can see what you're doing, they can hear everything that you're saying. When you're playing to a big crowd, it's uh, – you can. You know what I used to do when I first started having the success in playing to – Larger crowds, I um, it was scary to, to think you know you'd walk out and there'd be ten thousand or fifteen thousand of you playing or like there's a lot of people there packed in a tent or wherever you are, and um, I decided to go okay I've just got to think of this this as one big fat person rather than <laughs> thousands so I, and that kind of made me relax and have a bit of a laugh because I would go out and I'd go geez, that fast that he today. And you started to relax with it. So you don't think there's so many people, it's just one big fat dude watching
3: yeah. play. Um, and, one uh, of the one of the reasons why we uh George uh our uh producer, our executive producer reached out was because I had um been mentioned like I mentioned on the show we did a, a bit where it's like, what are you listening to at the moment? And every single I just got a um a Google home uh in my bathroom. And so every morning I wake up and I say, "Hey, Google Play Pete Murray." And sometimes I say opportunity. Sometimes I just let it spin whatever it, whatever it's it's yep. going. So it was awesome. It's amazing that you're here, and we really appreciate you um, giving your time. What what are you listening to at the moment?
2: Oh, uh, you know what? I've been listening to a lot of um, my uh, new mixes. We've got some new music coming out soon. So I've been once you start to do new project, it's kind of hard to um, to check anything else out, you know, uh, you've got to get focused on your own music and, and make sure you've got that right. What I do love, uh, and a, a good friend of mine is Ben Howard. I really like Ben's stuff, you know, he's, um, I think he's a great songwriter. And, uh, you know, we, we first um, played together over in the UK years ago. And I didn't know who, who Ben was, he wasn't very well known, but I was headlining this festival and Ben was um, supporting me over there. And, um, lovely guy, and then, you know, a couple of years later, I had um, kind of lost touch with him, and, and uh, a friend of mine said, oh, have you heard this um, this guy? It's fantastic. It's Ben Howard. I said, like, no, actually, I played with a guy called Ben Howard years ago. I actually turned out to be the same guy, so he just exploded, you know, and um, great, really unique style, the way he plays, I think, with, with his guitar. Um, yeah, so I listen to a lot of him most of the time.
1: Yeah. I mean, when I listen to your voice play back to me, I love it. And I think, ah, oh, what a voice. When you listen to you, Pete, when you are in that process of doing a new album, what's the internal monologue about Pete Murray's voice playing to Pete Murray? What, what, what it's an obscure question, but what, what are you, or are you beyond that?
2: I'm beyond that now. I think early days, you know, when you, you guys, same thing, when everyone hears themselves recorded talking for the first time, you're going, yeah. Is that, that's, that's not me. <laughs> It sounds weird, and for some reason you're the only person that thinks you sound really silly you know where you you're normal to everyone else but uh and same when you hear yourself sing for the first time, it's a strange thing, and doing the uh some of the first early demos was a was a tricky thing for me because you had to get used to that and uh but now I'm kind of fine you know where where your voice sounds good and um you know uh what what range it kind of works well in and and um I guess I've been producing a lot of my own stuff for a long time, so you, I guess you get, you get to know that. And I'm so used mm-hmm. to it now in doing this for nearly professionally for getting close to 20 years now.
3: It feels so, like there's you know, something about your music that's very like moment based, like um, whether it's in the car on a road trip or sort of like imagine, um, especially going into winter, having sort of the fire going, do you, do you get into that? Like, do you want to play, say, your guitar and sing along in those types of environments? Or do you get that sort of vibe?
2: You know, I, um, I do love like, a, uh, an intimate setting and where you, where you have, um, or where I can play my music. I had, um, have done some, uh, played at a friend's place uh, one time and it's just a crowd of maybe 10 people. And they had Fireplace going and, you know, I've got some beautiful acoustic guitars now. I had a, a, an old uh, 60s 12 string and uh, just playing that in this massive big room, the, the acoustic sounded so good and the vocal sounded so great, you didn't need a PA, you know. So that's such a great uh, um, vibe to play in. But then playing with the band and playing, you know, on a bigger stage and um, you've got the whole thing's amped up because, I, you know, I'm a big fan of both you know, mellow acoustic songs and then also um, some rockier stuff too. Like Neil Young was a big influence on me. Neil does his uh, folky acoustic stuff. And then he's got the big, you know, the kind of the old rock band stuff that he, that he played with too. And um, Crazy Horse was a band. So, you know, for me, I love, uh, I love kind of music that has a groove to it. And you can feel a little bit of energy. The more that I've gone along with music now, I'm kind of starting to, get a little bit more groove happening in, in some of the songs. So, um, you know, for me, they're both great things. It's hard to mm-hmm. sort of say one's better than the other, you know, like yeah. sitting there and, you know, around the fire and getting the acoustic guitar out, because I did that for years. Um, now I'm I'm lucky enough that I can play to a large crowd with a band. You're, the, and just have you're no actually
3: that. the guy that when you bring out the acoustic guitar, like you're impressed. Like there's there's sort of varying <laughs> levels of the guy, like the cliche guy with his guitar at the fireplace, right? Like I feel like you've you've got yeah. the, uh, the ability to back it up, which is nice.
2: Well, that's good. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, no, I think, that, um, I think uh, a lot of my songs have, you know, I guess it's lyrical content that people connect to as well. I mean, yeah. you mentioned Opportunity. Opportunity is yeah. a great song for, you know, um, it's inspired a lot of people to, to make change and to, mm. to get out of um, something that they're, they're unhappy with. Um, it was used in a lot of graduation Songs for kids coming out of school to um, to talk about, you know, like uh, what it's about. Be, be happy in life. Make sure you make the right choices, and and uh, mm-hmm. don't stay in something that you're not, you're not happy in. So it's it's really great. There was a long time. I don't know if they're still playing it now. I'm probably too old now for the schools so that they wouldn't know who I am. But <laughs> the um, there was a generation, a few generations that basically came through, and, and they were all going, oh, you, your song was the song that, that um, you know took us out of school and. and we grew up to and so it was kind of nice to to be a part of of their lives and and as yours yeah exactly yeah every morning
4: i
1: I mean it's a it's an iso appropriate song right i mean have you seen do you have access to your spotify numbers as an artist i've always been curious about
0: that
2: yeah i don't really i don't check that too much um i guess um a lot of my fans I think spotify is kind of slowly taking off for a lot of my fans but a lot of people have bought albums um, in the past and so they um, my fan base are still a tour and we have a lot of a lot of people coming to shows spotify it's probably not as big as a lot of younger acts that that, uh, that are playing um, that have that following because they're their generation you know they're into the um, the Spotify, they they understand. It. I still have some friends of mine going. Yeah, how does Spotify work? I don't really understand it, you know. So it's slowly changing quickly because people, uh, you have to get into it now because it's it's so handy, you know. You can just get anything you want, and um, but yeah, like I think, I think um, my fan base is majority. They've got albums of mine, that they yeah. or CDs or, or um, mm-hmm. LPs, for, you know vinyl. So um, but Spotify is changing. I think I'm I'm, I'm excited for. Um, for this new new work, so you know where I think um, we haven't really pushed the Spotify stuff before. Where we're looking at actually getting into that and looking at getting on playlists and starting to uh, to work in that path.
3: I remember um, when I was I was probably like twenty years old, and I was like I heard somewhere I think I had read somewhere that you started playing guitar like later, like you were like I think twenty something, like early twenties, and it sort of yeah, gave me all this yeah it gave me this confidence to um to have a crack because i i wanted to there's play when hope. i was like <laughs> yeah there's still maybe but uh, yeah i tried to play when i was a kid like when i was like five and they're like my hands were too tiny so they gave me a keyboard and i fucking hated it but um <laughs> so that's why i'm not a musician you see but uh, so that that is true like how did you pick what was the first time you sort of picked up the well, guitar
2: Guitars, chicks dig guitar players
3: rather <laughs> than people players i got to say <laughs> that <laughs> it's you very true yeah. Well you're uh, not even taking it. Yeah. keyboard. if I had to take a keyboard to a, a fire, <laughs> yeah. you know, sort of it's a bit oh, pathetic, not, isn't, not, it? isn't it? It's just like has anyone yeah, got spare bad. batteries because I'm running low, you know. Shit. <laughs> yeah.
1: we they'd run probably, lead.
2: They're probably they're probably going to start another fire up uh um, <laughs> the guitarist. Yeah. keyboard, yeah. So, you know, it all happened. I was 22, guys, so you know, it's funny. Um I'm a big believer in 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 fate, you know, and and I had um, uh, a friend of mine, I was studying natural medicine. I was right into sport. That was my life. I was doing athletics and I was playing rugby and um, studying natural medicine. So what I wanted to do where my sporting career was over, uh, I wanted to get in and work with other sportsmen and women. So that's the path I was heading. Um, 22, I had a friend of mine. He was studying. He was uh, We were living together. He was doing teaching, but he just came into my room on one day and said, I'm, I'm going to get a guitar lesson. I've always wanted to learn the guitar and I'm finally going to do something about it. And I thought, Gee, that sounds pretty cool. I've never thought about doing music at all. That's never been anywhere, not in my family. It's it just I've had nothing to do with it. And uh, I thought, that sounds great. I might um, go and do the same thing. So I borrowed a friend's guitar and uh, I went and had three lessons, which I didn't learn much from because I just knew nothing about it. But back then i uh, we didn't have the internet so I took the, this, uh, the teacher's book and I had to learn um, the, the chord shapes, you know, and that's how I taught myself how to play off the book. I went travelling overseas after that and then I met buskers around the world um, that just showed me different things. And
3: Did you actually uh, travel with the guitar, Pete?
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I took off and I um, went and bought my own guitar in, in LA yeah. when I was over there and I uh, went from LA across, you know, up to Canada, uh, right across to um, Toronto and then over to uh, the UK and through Europe and the whole time I, I took this guitar with me and um, I only, I, I met other buskers, I didn't, I wasn't quite good enough to busk but I, the only time I busked back then when I was still kind of learning, I learned a couple of Neil Young songs and Bob Dylan songs, I guess the folky thing and I, it was in, I was in Canada and it was freezing cold and my very first time busking and myself and a friend, we went down and and got the guitars out and played a couple of songs. And the very first person came up to us and said, hey, here, boys, here's $20. It's way too cold. Go home. (laughs) Is that what you want? (laughs) So we we went home, yeah. So we got $20 and we went home. And, uh, you know, the the experience of just um, going around and learning off people, coming back, um, you know, and then taking it a step further when I got back, I started to get into songwriting. And uh, I was happy to kind of play some covers for a while and, Actually got a gig in Brisbane at a small little venue and um, did some covers and I thought this was great. And after about three months, I thought this sucks big time. You're playing to a bunch of drunks that want to do the same songs over and over. And uh, I thought the only way I'm actually going to uh, have a career in this is to write my own songs. So for about two years, I went and um, had a little room downstairs in my house and I just sat there and I played um, two gigs a week, Friday, Saturday, and the rest of the time, I just, I wrote songs. And during that two years, I wrote songs like, So Beautiful, um, and um, Lines, and things like that. Were wrote quite a few songs off the Feeler album. And um, mm. went and did my first independent album at the age of 30, and um, then, you know, put that out, and I remember doing interviews with um, guys saying, uh, look, you know, what, what do you think of, um, the, the 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 fact that you know uh, if you well they, they say if you haven't made it by the time you're 24 in the music industry you're never going to make it what do you think about that and I said well that's bullshit I mean you know if you write a good song it's a good song and it will find its way so then you know after this all happened everything sort of worked and and things exploded I'm just talking about what you said to me earlier how mm-hmm. you know I've inspired you to to do th- to to mm-hmm. play guitar and um, pick up chicks and stuff like that <laughs> which is so well, you, you know, got into the um, business, right? <laughs> right. So a lot of people um, who were in their thirties uh, then started to message me and say, "Look, you've inspired me because um, you know we didn't think it was possible to have success, you know, when you're in your 30s. And I think that was kind of also part of my story, um, you know, because it was I was late starter, and mm-hmm. you know, I did my first independent album at thirty. And then feel I came out, as 32. So it was like, it was, that's late. And, yeah. uh, so that was, you know, for yourself to, to pick up, again. um, you can do it at any age. You just have to believe in yourself and believe that you've got the, um, the skill to, um. Do you kind of,
1: do you kind of think, uh, that you're glad that it happened? I mean, 30, you're kind of starting to find some maturity, hopefully. Are you glad that it didn't happen at 22?
2: Yeah, look, I was definitely, uh, I could handle um, I handled fame really well because it, it didn't affect me. I've never, I've kind of really got my feet on the ground with that sort of thing. I, I don't know how it would have affected me when I was, if I was in my 20s. Um, mm-hmm. I might have thought I was pretty amazing. Who, who knows, you know, when you're 20, you kind of, you do think you're pretty amazing anyway. Uh, Mr. 97 is a good example of that. He's, he's
3: 20 the and absolutely, <laughs> he's absolutely outrageous. You know, I'm surprised Jims so, hasn't asked
1: Pete Murray to play at his twenty first birthday with the confidence. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That that would be good. Would though. you Pete? <laughs> 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 no, it's,
3: it's November. But off. that's the thing, like I
4: think
2: when you're uh, I mean when you when you're twenty guys, like I said, you you, you think that you're pretty amazing. So um I didn't <laughs> didn't have the same yet, so you know? um you do you, I think you think that you're bulletproof. Nothing's yeah. gonna take you down. And I think as you get older and you start to have kids and you start to, real life starts to hit you, um, whatever happens, you know, you, you, it becomes tougher, and um, you know if that's the, the challenges start to begin.
1: Uh, Pete, I know, like um, I feel uh, musicians need to sort of build some thick skin around people that don't like their music because everyone's a critic these days. What do your kids think of your music? Because that can sting, can't it?
2: Yeah, look, uh, actually they're really they're really positive about it. Um, I remember the my boys were quite little when the song Always a Winner came out and they were in the back of the car we were driving in Perth. I think I had some shows on over there and uh, the guys were were singing, you know, the song and um, fighting because one was getting the words wrong, and the other one thought, No, no, you, that's not the words and that's you know they're having a fight about it. Because they knew my song's better than the other one, so um, you know they're uh, they're great. They've been to lots of shows. I think they get a bit bit over it now. Like anyone, you know anyone's kid that's been in the industry. It's it's um, when you go to lots of shows and you meet lots of famous people. It's kind of like oh, this is just normal. So they're still um, they're still really supportive of it. And uh, you know, I, I think the important thing is, and I've had lots of other friends who are musicians and get really affected by what people say about them but the the thing is what you've got to understand, there's going to be people that are going to love you and there's going to be people that are going to hate you. I mean, there's nothing you can do about that. And 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 you can't be affected by that because it's everyone has their own tastes and it's their own opinion. If they don't um, like your music, then that's cool. You know what I mean? You, the, anyone uh, that gets caught up in what people are saying to them, you just got to forget it and don't even read it. And just as long as you know within yourself that you're enjoying what you're doing and and you're giving, um, you know, a lot of uh, joy to other people, then um, that's what you've got to do. You know, it doesn't matter. You're going to have, have the haters. They'll be there.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pete, thanks so much, hey, mate. We really, appreciate, really appreciate, appreciate that you um, – just getting a little right. bit of an echo. But um, really appreciate you uh, coming on the show. I know, um, you know, you're a, you're a busy guy. You're a dad. You've got a lot of things on and uh, speaking to a few gronks. Uh, on the internet that you've never met we we really appreciate it so <laughs> yeah. thanks so much is this much, weird mate.
1: for you pete because we're <laughs> loving it but is it weird for you <laughs> no 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 it's oh, i'm having a great time too,
2: guys no it's it's really cool <laughs> Did you want to hear a song i think there was, you guys want to hear a song or something. oh that'd be Diego? great yeah
3: absolutely oh, oh cool. yes is it too um, obnoxious uh pete i do have um uh, this a request this, uh, no I don't know <laughs> oh, look I mean opportunity would be great but You're I also play. have Could the um, the you
5: know,
3: well I've got the ex- the uh, the exclusive <laughs> daily talk show banner I don't know if that's too much for you but um, <laughs> is it yeah is that all good <laughs> Look, I can look at hang on maybe I'll give it clean I think George will be pissed off if I do that here we go, all right, what, here we go. Uh, what are you going to play uh,
2: I'll give you two choices I can play feeler or I can play opportunity boy, opportunity please
3: opportunity please yeah.
4: So it goes another lonely day. Say on time, but you're miles away. Flowers drowning in severity. See a last opportunity. Find your mirror, look inside. See the talent you Always high. You don't go kid yourself, not today. Satisfaction's not far away. Hold on now, your exit's waiting just for you. Don't bust too long, it's fading. It's easy not to we'll see.
2: Sing mm-hmm.
3: any time, guys, mm-hmm. so whenever you want to come in. Well,
4: I was waiting for so the permission. <laughs> the car feels warm, but you Life is short, but you hear here to fly. Dream yourself along another day. Never miss opportunity. Don't be scared of what you cannot see. Only feels possibility. Never wonder what the hell we're wrong. Second chance we never wrong no. hold on on now you are excited. It's waiting just for you. Don't pass too long, it's fading now. It's ending all too soon. Yes.
2: You now I get you to do a keyboard solo, but you don't have one there, <laughs> <laughs> no,
3: <I don't. laughs> no, so I'll, just go, I'll go to the harmonic instead. Okay, <laughs> perfect. All right, go.
2: Yeah. Safe. <laughs>
4: It's waiting just for you Don't pause too long It's fading It's ending all too soon You'll see Soon You'll see Soon
3: Pete Murray. Oh. Hey Google, Dude. play Pete Murray. Thanks so much Pete, that was awesome. That, was that so means amazing. so much to us.
2: Good to talk to you guys, alright? Awesome, thanks talk mate. To thanks
3: See so buddy. much. Hamish Blake. Oh. Hamish Blake.
1: <laughs> it's better than the sting.
5: That's hey, I? Alright, well, first and first. And I know, I assume everyone, most people are consuming this with a visual com- component as well because it's the live stream. But <laughs> why am I the only person that doesn't have like a cool depth of field camera? How come you guys. Yeah. It looks so good.
3: Do you know what? I know that we've you've, we've been talking about you buying my one DX Mark II for a while, but I'm Canon. The, Canon. I mean,
5: we'd released... have to say the price is going down day by day. <laughs>
3: no, no, absolutely not. The um, no, Canon just released an app, so you could even turn your six D into a webcam. So it's 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 great. So like, you can plug in a good DSLR and you can use it on Zoom.
5: Yeah, that makes way more. I mean, you guys look unbelievable. this, is, in, Thanks, this is this is insane. Um. Well, yeah, I feel like I'm talking to you from the '80s, and you guys are talking me from like the start of the This is <laughs> crazy.
3: When we had Ben Fordham on, I think like straight away after he came on, it's like the producers like, he, like <laughs> goes, so "We need to fix it? the camera because he's like Ben's not. Like, happy. <laughs> he, he's like he can't look. He can't look shit in front of us. So, <laughs> but, um,
1: <laughs> as as you know, Ham, it's about the content though. I mean, like your Zoom not
5: you twenty four doing no. <laughs> it's <laughs> all about the no, not other 24, twenty-four hours. It's not about the content at all. It's about just getting to the end. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, JJ, and look, you like you guys would know. Various people have attempted. You did your research. Various people have attempted the twenty-four hour live show. I think. I mean, I, I think maybe it was um, uh, Jace from Jason PJ mm-hmm. uh, in Melbourne for people in Melbourne who who used to go by the, the on-air name of LabRat, I'm pretty sure when he was in Brisbane, they might have even gone for like 40 hours. I think they attempted just as long as possible.
3: We which... had Jason PJ on. They they did 56 hours, and they so they gave really? us a pep talk at 10:30. Yeah, but there's ads. It was ra- radio 56 that's hours. You know? They nap.
5: They, they nap. They had to nap. No, I think
3: so. No, no nap, nap.
5: nap. No nap. But that's the thing. Like just going until like going that far. It's like. It, it, it becomes a bit like a demolition derby, doesn't it? like you know, people are just listening for them to lose their mind. Like no one's <laughs> listening. No one's, No matter how great they are, even Jerry Seinfeld. Probably by like hour three, he's not going to come up with anything profound. Like people were listening for fifty hours just to hear someone die from not sleeping. Like, I'm just confused with what hour we're all.
3: at. How many have we got to go? Because I don't know which sting to play. Is I think I think
0: you're running seven. Oh six, uh, is it the sixteenth? Hang on, I think let's it just is. so we've we've done nine hours and ten minutes on the live stream. So what is that? So wait, I... um,
3: just to give me the. I'm sure the well, smartest one in the room. So if we started at seven, that's yeah. twenty-four hours. How long have we got to go?
5: Yeah, you have done nine hours. So you've um, Charles says 15. fifteen. Oh, that's really. 15
3: I had the sixteen-hour okay. sting ready. I was really. I was oh. going to impress the pants off you guys. Uh,
5: just... I would just they don't start doing hours to go until it's like under 10 because like, <laughs> you, like you can't you can't do more than half of the hours to go can you well, i mean
3: this is like the university of melbourne i saw that they had a um a, a painted path advertisement that said the 44th best university in the world and i just thought at that point you probably don't bother
5: yeah mate. i mean there are some lists where it's, you, you, it's honourable to be like... I suppose, like, you know, the BRW richest 500 people, it's cool to be number 400 on that if you're into that kind of thing. Like, you don't mind being 400. But, yeah, there are other lists where top three will do, top ten at a pinch. And I think the general rule here for countdowning is you just wait until at least half the time's elapsed because I suppose it kind of makes it look like you don't want to do it. If you're, like, 23 hours to go... It does. wear the quiz. place the push and down. And down. <laughs> Did you do it? He's done it. Fifteen I'm hours. I'm so to sorry,
3: Ham. Sorry, hey, It was automated. I couldn't help it. Um, it was
5: automated. You, you just put. You obviously put a lot of effort into that, and it was going to get played no matter what. But yeah. next time we do it, let's just start him at ten. You know, like start. Start. You can't think about the end. The end too early. I'm sure Jason PJ told you that.
3: Now, well, the thing is, I, I wanted to talk about some miscommunication because um, when when you <laughs> said, "Hey, um, can we do three uh, thirty?" I had I'd sort of uh, not that you know I'm I may have used sort of your brand equity to the Gronks where I'm like, "Yeah, Hamish Blake's coming on the show." You know, that's why we have 108 people watching right now on the stream. <laughs> um, the, uh, and what was that?
5: I think it was for that 15 hours to go, word art. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but anyway, I was using I was using your brand, I hope you don't mind, and I, I sort of said Hamish was coming on. But I, with the text messages that we had, um, we were all celebrating the fact that I thought you were coming on at 4.40 in the morning as like a final pump-up. Were, were you ever coming on at 4.40 in the morning?
5: <laughs> no, absolutely not. Sorry about that. No. Um... <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad let me just look back at these messages i literally um, to
3: brad blank brad blanks is joining us at 4 a.m i said mate just before hamish he's like man he, you guys are doing yeah. amazing stuff like the fact that hamish is getting up at 4 40 yeah. in the morning i'm like man he rides every morning at 4 i think he's just like he's worked <laughs> uh, a, uh, he uh, a real good when, story
5: you really yeah you really Benz, you projected a lot onto that didn't you there's a lot of because it's like Hey, what time do you reckon you'll be, um, we'll work for you Friday, Saturday, we're doing 7am to 7am. So I was like, yeah, man, what about 4.40? Um, I, I think I misread it at 7am to 7pm. So you're right. Cause I said, I'll be close to the end and I'll get to see you guys really loose. Cause in my mind doing 7am to 7pm, that's still a lot of radio to do. That's like, you would be, you will be delirious in 12 hours. So that's kind of my, that is my error.
3: Oh, that's
5: all right. And then no, when 3:30, you're like, oh, wow, a.m. or p.m. I was like, ah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> okay. I
1: what? mean, what will you be doing it at 4.30 a.m.? Just curious, though.
5: Oh, I mean, I'll be watching. Um, I just wouldn't trust myself for my life. I can't join you live. No, look, I I mean, sometimes I do get up early to exercise, certainly not 4 o'clock, but maybe sometimes, like, earliest so I'll ever do is, like, a 5.30 but the the anguish it causes in my life is just never worth it because I think I can be super quiet and um, and then I get a, I, I go and like have a bike ride or whatever. Then when I get home at seven, I see a message from like five fifty four going, you know, "Not as quiet as you think, mate." Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not worth it.
3: What's oh, um, what's ISO been like, Haim? What what have you been up to?
5: Well, not hey, so I'm, I'm looking at my...
3: This is a disaster. We're, are you still there? Hang on, you've just... Connections just shit the bed.
5: Um, um, Blake, there. you hear me? Is he coming back? Oh, this look, is All
3: right, Here we go. Do you know what? We I'm could... Back. Um, Come make...
5: back. Come no, back. Come back i'm back i'm back i'm just saying i'm back a lot hopefully you can hear me yeah we can hear Um, you you know what
3: you could do i mean this is slightly annoying at your end but i can call you for audio and then we still get the video it will look good you won't get that reverb that you're getting hang on give me a sec
5: um i understand that um i i just do have to call channel nine in about three minutes
3: this is this is convenient
5: um (laughs) sorry apologies for that but just quickly, for what I'm doing, in I say, today just seems to be like the day of catching up with people. I've um, I've been doing it as Zooming. I'm, I've always got a fairly hectic Zoom schedule, um, so I Zoomed around a little bit this morning. Um, then I actually this was not as I was properly invited to this meeting. I just come from a meeting of um, Lego Australia and New Zealand. I got invited to be a special guest speaker at their um, company catch up. Got uh, a lot of hints about how I would love some sort of gold card to get me free Lego. Um, and now, now I'm going to hang with you guys and now I've got to, I've got to talk to channel nine. So honestly, the, today's the only day that's actually felt like what people must be doing the whole time, which is like, oh, I'm, you know, talking to people all day. Cause mostly I'm like wrestling on the trampoline with my little boy or we've, I've been battling my way through prep for the second time in my life. I'm um, learning uh, all about the alphabet and basic reading, which he's School, prep school stuff is boring. It's pretty boring. I got to tell you,
3: Meowbit is scaring the fuck out of me right now. Yeah, like the, is actually perfectly positioned.
5: He's sort of looks like, going wrong. It does, it does look like he's a tiny evil cat <laughs> in my ear, doesn't he? <laughs> but he he's, he's sitting on top of some drawers, and uh, now he's gone into my neck. But yeah, the way he's positioned, it's like, it's like I'm a mini tiger king. Like, I've got a palm side on my shoulder. Oh, no, sorry. How way, I? There oh, he is. He's back.
3: For the, for the final Go. 30 seconds, uh, our editor, George, comes into the office all the time. He's always wearing the, the perfect holiday jumper. He's, um, which I think, like, wearing, I mean, you, we're, we're in different spaces, so I think, um, you know, you do your podcast and all that sort of thing, but it's sort of a different thing. But, uh, George, I thought you could uh, give Hamish a question. You're You're a big fan of... Of Hamish and Andy, what, what's your question for Hamish?
0: Oh, great! Um, I mean, a three-minute answer is going to be tough. That's all right. Yeah, uh, I think of a different one. Yeah, come on. Oh. Oh. Uh, how do you? Uh, I've heard you talk about you peddling hard in your twenties and just working, 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 and now you're taking a bit of time off. I feel like the pedaling for me is sort of happening right now. But how do you uh, stay present at home? Because that's something I need to get better at. Because I just keep Ticking over in my brain when I get home, Um, and yeah, I want to be more present.
5: Um, Great, I mean, very apt. But my kids ran into the bedroom there as I was doing this to start dancing off camera. (laughs) Um, uh, In in terms of, in terms of, like you know, in terms of switching off from work, in terms of staying more present, yeah. it's a great question because like, you know, when we do, when we kind of do the stuff that we do, it's you're not like, you know, you're not switching off that much when you get home because you also kind of know that when you work in the ideas industry, one idea easily counts as like a full day's work because you never, you would never do, you don't have, I wouldn't, there's no way you have 365 great ideas in a year. So, you know, if you actually have one good idea in that day, that's like, you've uh, you've produced an, an above-average day's workload by having one good idea. So you, there's that weird temptation because you always know that it could come at any time. So, you, so I think the temptation is that your brain is like, I better keep thinking about work and keep doing stuff. But I think there really is a lot to the magic of properly switching off and you let your subconscious do what it's got to do. And honestly, the simplest thing that I've learned is to check my phone somewhere else. And then yeah. you are probably and if you check it, like I do the basic stuff, like I put it on a shelf in another room. And it's weird because you feel like you've got a big problem and you feel like you're an addict and you're having to confront yourself on that. But as soon as you do that and you put your phone on another shelf in another room, I reckon you feel yourself reaching for it like 10 or 15 times when you're like meant to be with your kids. And it reminds you that probably putting your phone away is a good idea.
3: I mean, George, oh, yeah, you've got yeah, the 24-hour yeah. stream. So, mate, you've—you, he's actually sleeping at the office tonight. So, you won't be <laughs> yeah. to sort of... Bad
5: day, day to <laughs> talk about trying to uh, not think about work so much is actually all you can think <laughs> <that day. laughs>
3: Awesome. Um, Thanks. That's um, great.
1: One last thing. What, what should I get for dinner off Uber? Give me an order. What do you reckon?
5: Uh, gee, there's a lot of restaurants on there now. There's a lot of good stuff. Um, cool. There's a lot of fancy restaurants that are on over now, too. Um, it, you can't miss with pizza at the moment. Like, I've been doing a lot of pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, pizza and Thai. I reckon, you know what, Thai. Thai, thai, thai holds up even better.
3: Yeah. All right. Do you get coconut ideas. rice?
5: Always. Why wouldn't yeah. you?
3: Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, I just <laughs> yeah, spoke to treat. someone the other day, and they said they don't <laughs> do coconut question? rice, which was just freaking
0: Not with the man. It's a bit too sweet. Oh,
5: there's no such thing, really. Might have to leave you guys there. Had
0: it this there. morning. <laughs> 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 oh,
1: my God, we've left. Hamish is pissed. He's jumping out. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <my pleasure. laughs> Catch you, mate. <laughs>